Hey, hey, y'all. If you want to head to our website to check out all the different things Pizzazz offers, then just head to pizzazzart.com. That's P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. You will see our online memberships. We've got kids club memberships, our lettering club membership, our one project a month membership. We call that paint and praise. You will see some freebies that we've got there for you. And you'll see our local classes if you're local. So head to the website, check it out, pizzazzart.com, P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. Hey, hey, y'all. This is Casey Hope with the Here's Hope podcast, and I'm excited to be talking to you today about a stinking thinking mindset. Y'all, this is a mindset that I often see in our classroom, and I think that you probably see it in your life too. So I just want to tackle it, talk about it, dive into it, and see kind of what God's Word has to say about it. A lot of you know, we teach art lessons both in our studio and online, and I see this particular mindset trap come up in both places, both in the studio and online. I see the stinking thinking mindset of comparison. Comparison. I cannot tell you how many times that I've been teaching at a party and heard people in the class, you know, I'll be up there teaching a painting, for example, and I will be teaching it very step by step. But then I hear people say, well, mine doesn't look like yours or you make it look so easy. Or then they start looking around the room at other people in the classroom and they're like, look at how, look at how good Sally did. I wish mine was like hers. Well, guess what? Sally's been coming for four years and painting with us every single month. You know, hers is likely to look a little bit better. But then towards the end of the night, I continue to hear that. And they might compare their painting to other people in the class, you know, when it's all said and done, when it's all finished. And then I hear them continue to say, well, I guess this can just go in the closet. More stinking thinking, y'all. Here is the deal. I hear this comparison from people who it's their very first time to ever pick up a paintbrush. They've never been to the studio before. This is their very first time and they are comparing their very first painting to maybe a painting that I'm doing and I've been painting my whole life. Actually, this is the hundredth painting I've done this year. Is that a fair comparison to compare your first one to somebody else's a hundredth one or whatever? We cannot do that. You cannot compare your beginning to somebody else's middle or end. However, I do understand the feeling. I mean, I went to an art show a few weeks ago. I kind of had a little stinking thinking too. I was watching this artist do this really cool style of painting. She would drop just a little bit of alcohol ink on this special paper. And she had a, like a hand blower that she would squeeze and blow out air. And so she would drop some ink down and then she would squeeze that little blower and instantly it would blow the ink and make this beautiful petal. Then she kept doing it. And within less than five minutes, she had a gorgeous flower, y'all. She made it look so super easy. So I came home and I bought all the supplies and I gave it a try. Now, yes, I've been an artist for my whole life, but this particular technique was a little bit of a new challenge, a new medium. And y'all, on my first try, I got a mud puddle. Mine was nothing like hers. (laughs) But you know what? It was my first time and she had done it hundreds. So maybe that's why. 
But still, there was a piece of me that got a little pouty because mine didn't look like hers. So I do get it. I 100% get that mindset. Have you ever felt like that? Maybe in a different realm, like you didn't quite measure up. I think we all do to some degree. Now, maybe it's not in the art world. Maybe you've never even thought about painting a picture. <laughs> it might be something totally different. But that mindset of comparing, you know, our beginning to somebody else's middle or end, or honestly comparing anything, I think it's just a natural bend that our mind goes to. Like, for example, you know, you, if you have your own business, I've got my own business. We have business friends. I've got lots of friends who have really successful businesses that mine does not even compare to. And, you know, it'd be easy to look at that and to think, well, mine, I'm not, you know, doing as good as they are. I've got mom friends and I, and if you're a mama, I'm sure you do too. In the mom world, this is really easy to compare, to look at what she does and think you don't quite measure up. I'm not the mama that always remembers to have like extra snacks at ball games and goodie bags waiting for my kids when they come home from school and, and all the things. And so when I see that there are moms like that, oftentimes I'm like, oh, not quite as good as that. So you might think that, you know, other people have so many more gifts and talents. You might compare your physical shape to other people. You might compare your home, the size of the home, the cleanliness of the home, the trendiness of the home, all the things. If you start examining your thoughts, you are likely to see that comparison definitely creeps in from time to time. At the core of comparison is envy. And that's nothing new, y'all. Comparison and envy has been around since sin entered the world. We see it in the Bible with Cain and Abel in Genesis. We see it with Leah and Rachel, Saul and David. I could go on and on. Comparison, envy, it is nothing new. It's nothing new. But how does it make us feel? Is it serving us? When we are comparing our businesses, our mom skills, our gifts, our bodies, our homes, when we're comparing that, how is that making you feel? It has the power to make us feel a lot less than if we're not careful. This is a mindset that can allow sin to creep in and then it comes in in the form of envy. It's a mindset that can lead to depression if we stay in it. It is what a former pastor of mine has called, and you heard me say it, Stinking thinking. And stinking thinking covers a whole host of negative mindset type things, but comparison is definitely one thing that really easily creeps into our brains, causes envy, causes, you know, feeling less than, causes just not so good feelings. So what do we do about it? How do we effectively remove the stinking thinking when comparison creeps in? I don't think that we can necessarily change that first thought that naturally pops into our head on this subject of comparison, because oftentimes we've done it for so long that we don't even know it's happening. There is this pathway that has been created in our brain, and it's so easy for our thoughts to go down that pathway that's been there to where our brain is naturally comparing to others. It's a pathway that is so deeply carved out that our thoughts go to that without us even thinking. We can see something and just immediately think, I wish I had that. I wish I looked like that. I wish I was more like them. Why can't I blank? They are so blank. That comes so easily to them, but not to me. Those kind of thoughts are easy. Those are the kind of thoughts that pop into our head without us even trying. <laughs> but God tells us 
that we have got to retrain the brain. Romans 12.2 says, be transformed by the renewal of our mind. Do you hear that? Be transformed by the renewal of our mind. Transformation, change, that is not something that comes easy, but it is possible. And it starts with the renewing of our mind. So how do we do that? How do we renew our mind? We have to take it and replace it. That's just an easy little something for you to remember. Take it and replace it when it comes to our thought life. So 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Take captive. Do you hear that? We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So if we're going to take captive, we're going to take it. We're going to take that thought. We're going to take that comp comparison. We're going to take that stinking thinking and we are going to replace it with something. Research has shown that when you're trying to stop a bad habit, it's not enough to just tell yourself to stop it. You often have to replace it with something else. For example, when people are trying to stop smoking, they might replace the cigarette with a straw. And that way they just are holding a straw and chewing on a straw, but they still have something to hold on to and to have in their mouth. You have, you take the bad away, you take it, and then you replace it with something better. Take it, replace it. When you are trying to stop eating so much junk food, oftentimes you replace the junk food with a fruit or another healthy option. You don't just cut out eating food altogether. You just replace the junk and you add the good. You take it and you replace it. Same is true for your thought life. We aren't gonna just stop thinking so we got to take the junk thoughts of comparison and envy and replace those thoughts. So how do we do that? I'm going to challenge you to do something that is going to feel a little awkward, a little out of your comfort zone, but I do believe it will help you to start retraining your brain when it comes to comparison. I feel like oftentimes when you are comparing, you are forgetting about all the awesomeness that is in you. You are comparing yourself and that's making you feel less than and you feel small in a certain area, but you are forgetting about all the awesomeness, all the gifts, all the blessings that God has given you. So I want to challenge you to make a list of all that is awesome, all that is awesome about you and your life. Now, this is going to feel weird. I know it will, okay? I mean, I felt weird doing it. Before even doing this, I did it my own self. <laughs> it will be stuff that you would never say out loud, okay? Never. You're not the type of person that would ever say this kind of stuff out loud, I'm sure. You will write it down, and maybe you can even throw it away <laughs> so nobody sees it. But I want you to take a moment just to list out your awesomeness, the things that you do that nobody sees, the gifts that you have that maybe... Maybe they've gone unnoticed by others, but you know they're in you and that God has given them to you. I want you to start with just five. Just try to list out five awesome things about yourself and your life. It can be about your personality, your work ethic, your loyalty, your business ventures, your gifts, your generosity, your contributions, your heart. I think once you get going, you're going to see that there are way more than five awesome things about you. And I want you to notice that this list of awesomeness is unique to you. Even if you just did five things, 
nobody else has this exact bundle of gifts and talents and personality and contributions and all the things that are within you that is unique to you. This is your unique awesomeness. And you know what? Those other people that you're comparing yourself to, they have their own bundle of unique awesomeness too. <laughs> so I want you to write this down, to read over it, and to step into it. So when we are tempted to compare, you just kind of got to flip the switch that, nope, you know what? That's just not my lane. <laughs> it's just not my lane to, uh, you know, to be the mom that always remembers goodie bags. It's just not my lane. I want you to notice what is awesome about you, what God has given you in front of you, and just embrace that and replace those thoughts of comparison and start looking at what God has given you. I want to share a story that really, to me, just illustrates God's coolness on how he has bundled each of us differently but how he wants to use all of us. All of us in our unique giftings can come together to just glorify him. You know, back when I was younger, like six or eight years old, everything in me wished that I could sing. I mean, I grew up, we had a brick hearth in our, you know, fireplace type thing in our living room. And I love to pretend like that was a stage. I would get up on there and I would just sing and dance and I'd have shows for my mom and come in here. Everybody watch my show, mom, dad, everybody. <laughs> and there would be, you know, costumes and we would turn up Whitney Houston as loud as we could. And I would just sing. And I, for some reason, thought that what was coming out of my mouth, like sounded like her and it definitely did not. There was also a time where my mom was pulling weeds out in the front garden and she caught a glimpse of something through the kitchen window and she moved a little closer. And what did she see? Oh yeah, she saw her eight-year-old daughter, me, who was normally very shy, didn't talk to a whole lot of people. But <laughs> when I was alone and nobody was with me, I had climbed up to the top of our island, the bar where we usually, you know, have food. I'm on top of the island, the bar. I am dancing and singing. I am pretending once again, that island was my stage. I had on some of my mom's oldie music and I was just going to town singing, stop in the name of love and doing all the motions and everything. I was having a blast. But y'all, as much fun as all of that was, I later in life realized I cannot sing. <laughs> singing is not one of my talents. It's just not. I cannot hold a tune. I don't have a pretty voice. It is just not my thing. As much as I wanted it to be my thing, it's just not my thing. <laughs> but you know who can sing? You know who can sing amazing? My best friend, Allison. She can sing. She's been my best friend since fourth grade, and she just has a voice that has been blessed. I remember watching her when we were in high school, and we would get up at church, and she would just sing so beautifully and just bless everybody in church and lead people into worship. And y'all, she is still doing that, and I love seeing that she's still doing that. She is still, you know, sings at her church and blesses any and everybody who hears her as she leads people into worship. But there was a time when I would watch her and she would be on stage at our church. And this was probably when I was in high school. And for whatever reason, I viewed that that stage at church was the only place that God could use anybody. And which is crazy, I know, but that is just what I was thinking. So I was looking at how God was using, you know, Allison or anybody else that could sing or preach or whatever. And I remember comparing my gifts 
to her gifts and feeling like I didn't really have anything that God could use. Now, I wasn't necessarily jealous, but I just felt, I felt a little bit less than in the area of giftedness and the area of, I don't really know that I have got anything that God can use. As silly as that sounds, I thought that. I thought if I can't sing on a stage in church, I'm not real sure what God's going to do with me. So there was some stinking thinking there that just came from comparison and it came from not noticing what God had gifted me with. That's why I want you to do this, this exercise of just writing down, you know, the blessings, the awesomeness, like writing down your bundle of what God has given you. Can I fast forward also to what is about to happen this weekend that I am so excited about just to show you just how cool God is. We are hosting our very first ever peace and play retreat. This is through pizzazz through our business. You know, oftentimes we call our art in our lettering that we're doing peace and play because it brings peace just to do art. It's playful. You're doing, you know, new things. And of course we combine it with the faith element too. This is just even more peace. We are hosting our very first peace and play retreat. It's going to be a few days, a few nights away at a cool spot on the lake and in the woods. And it's going to be an art and worship weekend. Do you know what I'm doing? I'm teaching art and speaking. Do you know what Allie is doing? She's leading worship and singing. How beautiful is that? God takes whatever gifts you have and he uses it, y'all. I am so excited about being able to do this with her. We have, um, we've done it before um, on a smaller scale. This will be our first time that it's a little bit, a little bit bigger. Um, and I'm just so excited. It turns out, I did have a gift that God could use. I just had to start seeing it and stepping into it. I'm excited about this weekend, but I'm also excited about your journey as you start to open your eyes to your awesomeness. Open your eyes. And that might even feel weird to say, I know, because we, we want to be humble. We don't want to think of ourselves as like awesome. But I, what I'm saying is like God's awesomeness within you. Your blessings are from him. Your gifts are from him. You know, every piece of your personality and character traits are from him. So grab a piece of paper, start listing out your unique awesomeness. Feel free to throw it away if you don't want anybody to see it, but just write it out. Just recognize it. And then when stinking thinking of comparison starts to creep in, take those thoughts and replace them. Take the thoughts of not enough and replace them with everything that God has given you. Take it and replace it. Thanks so much for listening. If y'all want to get text reminders of when new episodes are released, feel free to text the word podcast to 1-334-249-1818 and we will shoot you a reminder when a new episode drops.